بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان احسن الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان شر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار in the previous lesson we looked at the issue of an-nuzul which is Allah's descent to the lowest heaven and we mentioned that this was one of those great symbols of the Islamic aqidah and uh, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in this poetry which is ascribed to him he made mention of this belief and we finished the last lesson by refuting some of the doubts of the Ash'aris and Maturidis who make ta'wil they give a figurative explanation to this attribute and they say it is Allah's mercy or it is Allah's command and as we saw that the refutation of those doubts lies in the very text itself that they are trying to distort and explain away so we looked at five or six lines of evidence or five or six angles from which this claim of theirs can be uh, refuted so that's where we finished in the previous lesson so today we'll move on to the next line of uh, poetry and here we start now looking at some of the affairs connected to yawmul qiyamah the day of judgment and in what has preceded in the poetry if you recall all of the issues that are mentioned the first of them is the issue of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum and then the issue of the quran and the issue of the kalam and the issue of the uh, attributes and uh, we looked at uh, the, the, the nuzul in, in the previous lesson so now we move on to some of the affairs that relate to the hereafter and those affairs which are mentioned by the scholars in the books of aqidah we see they mention al-mizan al-mizan is uh, the scales we have likewise the hawd which is the drinking pool and we also have the sirat the sirat which is the bridge over hellfire these three issues you find that they are again they, they are symbols of the belief in yawm al-qiyamah they are from the major affairs and issues that relate to yawm al-qiyamah and the reason why they are mentioned is just like in the issue of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where there are a people who try to explain away the attributes they explain away the attributes why because for for different reasons either they can't understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having attributes or they think Allah having attributes means his attributes are like our attributes so they try to explain those things away so they make ta'wil now ta'wil isn't something that has been applied only to the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rather we find there are certain groups who also apply this ta'wil to some of the affairs that that relate to the belief in the uh, in the unseen and in yawm al-qiyamah so they make ta'wil 
of the mizan, the, the scales and the balance. They explain it away. Likewise, they make ta'wil of the hawd and ta'wil of the sirat. And we shall look at some of those a bit later on, inshallah ta'ala. So, today we're going to deal with the mizan, the mizan, which is the weighing, the scales, and the weighing of the deeds. And so here Ibn Taymiyyah says in what is ascribed to him, وَأُقِرُّ بِالْمِزَانِ وَالْحَوْضِ الَّذِي أَرْجُوا بِأَنِّي مِنْهُ رِيًّا أَنْهَلُ So the general meaning of this is that he says that I affirm, I make iqrar, uqirru, I make iqrar of the mizan, bilmizan. Then he mentions the hawd as well. But we are concerned here with al-mizan. So first of all he used the word uqirru, Uqirru, meaning iqrar, iqrar, this word iqrar, this word it means in English we can say to affirm, to accept, but in Arabic the word is explained by al-idhan, al-idhanu lil-haq wal-i'tirafu bihi, al-idhan means to, to submit to the truth. To humble oneself to the truth. Wal-i'tiraf means to acknowledge, to accept and acknowledge. This is the meaning of iqrar. And also uh, we see that al-iqrar, this affirmation, when you make an affirmation of something, it is either imma bil lisan, or imma bil qalb, or bihima jami'an. Either it is done with the tongue. So when you affirm something, you affirm it with your, your tongue. You say, I accept it. I, I corroborate it. I accept it. And likewise, it is also with the heart. And it can be both together. So he's saying then, therefore, bilmizan, That I acknowledge, I admit in my heart. And I say it with my tongue. I accept and affirm it with my tongue. That I believe in the mizan. I believe in the scales. This word al-mizan, this word al-mizan, this is the an, an instrument. It's an instrument of measurement. The word itself in Arabic, the, the form that it takes, means it is a noun of instrument, like miftah. Miftahun is an, is, is an item, is a noun of instrument by which you open the door. And here, al-mizan, it is an instrument by which something is measured. And as we will see later on, inshallah ta'ala, we will see the proofs that, there are, that this mizan will measure three things. We believe as Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah, that the mizan will weigh three things. And those three things are the actions, actual actions will be measured, will be weighed, your actions, every action that you performed, it will be weighed. And the scrolls, the scrolls that are being written with respect to the deeds of every person, they will be brought and they will be weighed as well. The scrolls of the deeds. And likewise, the actual body itself will be weighed as well. So there is proof for all of these three things. The actions themselves, the scrolls which are written by the angels, they will be brought 
and they will be weighed, and likewise, the actual body of a person will be weighed as well. And all of them have evidence from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So, first of all, let's look at the evidence from the Qur'an. What is the evidence from the Qur'an? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Al-Anbiya, Surah 21, verse 48, That we shall place the scales of justice the scales of justice for the day of judgment. And no one will be wronged in anything. And Allah says, continues in the ayah, وَإِن كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِنْ خَرْضَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ That even if there was like a small seed, a small amount of small seed, of good or evil, that's what that's what it was meant. Any any small even the smallest thing, then we shall bring it forth. And sufficient are we uh, are those who call to account. So here we see that the al mawazin in the plural. Now pay attention to this because this we see in the Quran the scales is mentioned sometimes uh, in some cases in the singular, and as it relates to the actions of the servants, you will see it's mentioned in the plural. In the plural. So pay attention to that point just there. We'll come back to it later, inshallah ta'ala. So in another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Al-A'raf, Surah 7, verse 8 to 9, Allah says, وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقَّ فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يَظْلِمُونَ So here Allah says that the measuring, الْوَزْنُ وَالْوَزْنُ The measuring on that day will be the truth. So whoever's scales of measure will be heavy, then they are the ones who will be successful. And whoever's scales of measure will be light, then they are the ones who will, look, will have lost, they will lose their souls, they will have lost their souls. On account of the oppression that they used to make towards the signs, towards our signs. So here we see that the measuring is a truth and a reality. A truth and a reality. We see in another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Al-Mu'minun, something similar, فَمَنْ ثَقُولَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ فِي جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدُونَ The same meaning. Whoever's weight of measure will be heavy, there will be those who succeed. And whoever's weight of measure will be light, they are the ones who will lost, have lost their souls, abiding eternally in the fire. And likewise, the surah, Surah Al-Qariyah, at the end of the Qur'an, which we are familiar with, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَأَمَّا مَنْ ثَقُولَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةِ الرَّاضِيَةِ وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةِ That as for he whose uh, scales of measure, and look, pay attention that in all cases, it is in the plural. موازين, it is always mentioned in the plural. فَأَمَّا مَنْ ثَقُولَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ As for he whose scales of measure are heavy, then he will have a, a pleasing life 
he will have a pleasing abode, a pleasing life. And as for one whose scales of measure are light, then his abode will be the pit. Uh, pit which is, as it continues in the ayah, the bottomless pit. And then we see in another ayah in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, with respect to those who disbelieve, he says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ وَلِقَائِهِ فَحَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنًا That those who disbelieve in, our, in the signs of their Lord and in His meeting, their actions will be invalidated, they will be nullified, gone to waste. And we shall not give them on the Day of Judgment any measure. They will have no measure. There will be no weight, there will be no measure for them at all. They will have no weight, meaning no, no, nothing to bring in terms of good deeds. So here in these verses of the Qur'an, we see clearly a number of things established. We have a weighing, al-wazan, something that Allah establishes is a truth. It's inevitable. It is something that everyone has to face. It's a reality that, 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 that you will come to. Likewise, we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many verses, He mentions the mawazin, the mawazin, and He mentions it in respect to a person, which means that every individual will have scales of measure. There isn't one scale, but there are scales of, of measure for every person. And the meaning of that we shall come to in a short while, inshallah ta'ala. So this then is firmly established in the Qur'an. As for the sunnah, then in the sunnah there is there are many, many narrations in the sunnah. So let us read some of them. First of all, the hadith of Abu Malik al-Ash'ari, radiyallahu anhu. And this hadith is reported by Muslim in his sahih. It is also a hadith uh, which is found in An-Nawawi's 40 hadith, a famous hadith. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, At-Tuhur shatrul iman That cleanliness and purity is one half of iman. At-Tuhur shatrul iman one half of iman. The scholars explain that this tuhur, this, this uh, purity here, is a purity which is number one, uh, ma'nawi, in meaning, which, which means purity in one's belief. In one's belief there is purity. In that he singles out Allah in worship alone. So his belief is pure. He does not believe that anyone besides Allah has the right to be worshipped. Or that anyone besides Allah has control over life or death. Or benefit or harm. Right? So his, pure, his belief, his, his iman is pure in this, in, in this sense. This purity is, is in this sense. The second of course is the purity in terms of the, the purity that we know of. The, the wudu the ritual purity for the for the ibadat, for the acts of worship, and the other you know things which are commanded in this regard. So at tuhur shatrul iman, purity, cleanliness is one half of iman. Walhamdulillahi tamlaul mizan. This is the evidence now. Walhamdulillahi tamlaul mizan. That the utterance when you say alhamdulillah, this fills the mizan. وَسُبْحَانَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ تَمْلَآنِ أَوْ تَمْلَأُ مَا بَيْنَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And to say Subhanallahi Walhamdulillahi They fill that which is between the heavens and the earth And then the hadith continues mentioning Sadaqah is a proof And sabr, patience is a light And the Quran is a proof for you or against you 
and that every person he wakes in the morning and either he you know he, he's selling his soul so either he has freed it or he's led it to destruction so the point of evidence is that a statement that you make a kalima that you make and, and the statement is also from your action that this is something that will actually fill the mizan it will fill fill the scales now of course as ahlus sunnati wal jama'ah we submit from our usul from our principles is that we submit to the text whether our intellect understands it or not and so how a person may ask how does a person's utterance how how does that fill how does that fill the mizan the scales because because we can understand you know a person might take some apples a person might take some objects and put them in a, in a, in a scale of measure we can understand that but how does an utterance how does a an expression how can that be weighed and that is something the knowledge of which we do not understand but it is a fact and a reality and we submit to the to the texts and we don't employ our intellects in fact the, uh, there's a, a nice example from uh, one, uh, a narration from the salaf i, uh, I don't recall the, the the person who it is but it relates to something from the from the sunnah which is mentioned in the sunnah and so he says it is said and we can apply the same example that if i was to say to you can you see what is behind that wall can anybody see what is behind that wall and the answer would be no the answer would be no and likewise if if i was to say can you hear what's being said in the house on the other side and you would have to say no and and and, and so on so forth so every person has to acknowledge that in his physical senses there is a limitation no one can be arrogant and claim yes you know every, this is this is a self evident thing everybody knows that in his physical senses there are limitations right so it follows from that as well that in his reason therefore there has to be a limitation as well there has to be it just follows because if your senses through which the input goes into your heart and, and your brain your eyes your ears and whatever else if they are limited then it follows that your intellect is going to be limited as well so therefore it follows there are things that you are not going to understand just like there are things that right now you cannot see and you cannot hear you cannot perceive because that's how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has 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 made you so therefore the aql it is self evident to everybody that it is limited and so therefore the position the the approach of ahlus sunnah is to make taslim to make taslim we submit to that which we have been informed of so that's that's the first hadith anyway the second hadith from abu huraira radiyallahu anhu he said qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam kalimatan khafifatan ala lisan thaqilatan fi almizan habibatan ila arrahman subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah alazim this is a beautiful hadith the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said there are two words there are two words which are light upon the tongue they are very easy upon the tongue but they are very heavy in the mizan they are very heavy on the on the scales and they are beloved to ar-rahman they are beloved to the most merciful and they are subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah al-azim 
Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. This is the first kalima. And the second kalima is Subhanallah al-Azim. So the first kalima is how sublime is Allah. How free is Allah of any imperfection. How sublime is Allah. How perfect is Allah. And by His praise. And how perfect is Allah. How sublime is Allah. Al-Azim, the mighty. And so these two words, again, we see that they actually fill the scales. And likewise, we have a hadith from Anas bin Malik, radiyallahu anhu, uh, a hadith in which he said, I asked the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he should intercede for me, should make shafa'a for me on yawmul qiyamah. So he said, Ana fa'ilun. He said, I will do so. So I said, O Messenger of Allah, where shall I find you? Where shall I seek you? And so the Messenger of Allah, he said, Seek me. The first place that you shall seek me is Al Sirat. Find me at the Sirat. He said, And if I do not meet you there, he said, Then seek me, Fatlubni indal mizan. Find me at the mizan. And if I do not meet you at the mizan, then the messenger replied, Then seek me, Fatlubni in the Hawd. Then seek me at the Hawd. For indeed, I shall not be away from these three places. A hadith reported by Ahmad and others and Sheikh Muqbil, ta'ala, he declared this hadith to be, to be Hassan. And so this is clear evidence of the existence of the, of the Mizan. In another hadith, Abdullah bin Amr, radiallahu anhu, he said that the messenger of Allah, he said, that Nuh, indeed Nuh, alayhi salam, when death came to him, he brought, he called his sons, he called his two sons. And he said, indeed, I'm going to give you some wasiyah. I'm going to leave you some advice and a legacy. And he said, I command you with two things, and I prohibit you from two things. The first of them that I prohibit you from, is al-shirk, which is shirk, and al-kibr, which is polytheism and arrogance. Polytheism and arrogance. And I command you with two things. I command you with la ilaha illallah, to say la ilaha illallah, for indeed the heavens and the earth, and whatever was within them, if they were taken and placed in one cup, of the scale, of the scales, and then La ilaha illallah was placed in the other in the other cup of the scale, then the La ilaha illallah would weigh more, would be superior. And he said, and if the heavens and the earth were a like a like, like a ring, and La ilaha illallah was placed upon them. If the heavens and the earth were like a ring, and, the, and this kalim was placed upon them, it would have broken them, it would break them. And he says, that's the first thing that he commanded with, La ilaha illallah. And the second thing that I command you both with is, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. To say, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. Why? فَإِنَّهَا صَلَاةُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَبِهَا يُرْزَقُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ that indeed this, this phrase, subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, it is the prayer of every single thing. 
you know in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions that there is everything that everything glorifies the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everything makes tasbih and here subhanallah wa bihamdihi it is said it is the prayer of every single thing everything is in salah and this is its prayer and by way of this by subhanallah wa bihamdihi is everything given rizq is everything given sustenance so in other words an indication here that sustenance the rizq from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is brought about by person repeating it is one of the asbab one of the ways when a person often repeats subhanallah wa bihamdihi so again we see in this hadith a clear proof of the mention of the mizan and the fact that there are certain things which are weighty in the scales of balance the kalima la ilaha illallah and these other the, 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 the other two words subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah alazim also we uh, and then in fact the hadith continues i, I forgot sorry in another hadith we now move to another hadith of Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu who said or about him that he used to the, the siwak, the miswak he used to take the miswak off the tree of the araq the tree called the araq and when he used to do that his shins would be exposed right, so his garment would lift as he would take the and his shins would be exposed and his shins and then what would happen is that the people, uh, as, as the wind came and you know moved his garment and his uh, shins were exposed, then the, a group of people began to laugh. They began to laugh. And so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? And they said, O Prophet of Allah, from the you know from the from the meagerness of his of his shins. His shins are so skinny and, 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 and you know small and so the messenger of Allah he said وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَهُمَا أَثْقَلُ فِي الْمِيزَانِ مِنْ أُحُدٍ he said by him in whose hand is my soul by him in whose hand is my soul these two meaning these two shins are more weighty they are more heavy they are heavier in the scale in the mizan than the mountain of Uhud. Than the mountain of Uhud. And you've seen the mountain of Uhud. This hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in Al-Adab Al-Mufrad and Imam Ahmed. And Shaykh Muqbil, he declared it to be uh, Sahih. And likewise from Abi Darda, that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلُ فِي الْمِزَانِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ There is nothing more weightier in the balance than excellent manners, excellent conduct. See now here this is a proof that actions are weighable. Before we were speaking of speech. كَلِمَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And سُبْحَانَ وَبِحَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَ Here we have an evidence now that the a'mal, the actual actions Good behavior and good manners is from, from the actions. So he said there is nothing heavier on the scales than khuluqin hasan, than good, good, good manners. In another narration, we see, in fil mizan. Indeed, the most excellent of things in the mizan, in the balance. And in another narration, ma min shay'in 
يُوضَعُ فِي الْمِزَانِ أَثْقَلُ مِنْ حُسْنِ الْخُلُقِ وَإِنَّ سَاهِبَ حُسْنِ الْخُلُقِ لَيَبْلُغُ بِهِ دَرَجَةً دَرَجَةً سَاهِبِ السَّوْمِ وَالصَّلَاحِ In this hadith we see there is nothing that is placed in the mizan that is heavier than good manners, good behavior. And indeed, the person with good manners, he reaches a level and a degree by which a person who fasts and prays reaches. So in other words, by good manners, your, 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 your scales are made heavy just as a person who prays and fasts. His, you know, his scales are made heavy. Reported by Ahmed al-Bukhari, al-Tirmidhi, and others who declared it to be, and, and uh, Sheikh Muqbil declared it to be sahih in his uh, Sahih al-Musnad. Then we have a, another hadith from Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As, who said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Indeed Allah will bring out a man from my nation. A man will be brought from my nation. And he will be brought in front of all of the creation. So everyone is raised and everyone is waiting and he will be brought out, picked out, brought out in front of all of the, the creation. And then what will happen is that there will be 99 scrolls that will be opened out. These are scrolls of his, of his deeds, they will be rolled and opened out. And these scrolls, each of these scrolls will be opened out and will extend to the distance to which a person's sight extends to. So this, this is the extent of the, of the scrolls. And then, so in other words, his deeds are being presented to him, all of the deeds that he did. And these are the, the, evil, the, the evil deeds. So it will be said to him, when this evidence is presented and brought to him, it will be, sent, it will be said to him, أَتُنْكِرُ مِنْ هَذَا شَيْئًا do you deny anything from this? Have my angel writers, the, have they wronged you in any, any, anything? Have they made zulm against you in anything? Have they wronged you? And um, this man will say, No, O oh my Lord. لَا يَا رب, No, my Lord. Then it will be said to him, Do you have any excuse? Do you have any excuse? And he will say, لا يا رب. فيقول, And then it will be said to him, For indeed, uh, you have a good deed, and you will not be wronged on this day. So then, a, another scroll will be brought out. And in this scroll there is Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh That's all there is in this scroll. And it will then be said come uhdur and see uh, you know, bring, your, bring your measure. And then it will, this man will say oh my lord what is, what, what is this one thing compared to all of these other things? What is one thing going to be with all these 99 scrolls? And it will be said, Allah will say, إِنَّكَ لَا تُظْلَمْ You will not be wronged. So then, 
all of those 99 scrolls will be placed in one side and that single bitaqa will be put on the other side and then those 99 scrolls will be outweighed and the single one will, will weigh heavy. And then it is said, فَلَا يَثْقُلُ That there is nothing that is weightier compared to the name of Allah. Uh, the name of Allah. So again we see in this hadith that here now it is, the mention is made of the scroll, of a scroll. And from all of these evidences that we've seen, we find that there are three things. If you look at all of these evidences and put them all together, we see that there is evidence for the scrolls being measured, the scrolls will be weighed. And there is evidence for the physical actions being weighed, having a weight and a measure. And there is evidence for the actual body being weighed and being measured. Right? So all of these, we believe in this, and this is what is clearly indicated in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. This is a matter of agreement, it is a matter of ijma'. All of the ulama of Ahl Sunnah are agreed. Ibn Hajar, he mentions this ijma' and he says, I narrating from Abu Ishaq as the judge, that Ahl Sunnah are united and agreed that uh, in having faith in the mizan and that the actions of the servants will be weighed on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And that the, t- that, that the uh, scales have two uh, cups, have two sides and a tongue. And it will weigh the uh, actions. Okay, now we come to the issue of the mawazin. We mentioned to before that in the Quran we see that the it is often it is mentioned the mawazin in the in the plural. And so we see that Imam al baghawi rahimahullah ta'ala he says in his tafsir that Man thakulat when it is said he whose deeds will be measured. It is mentioned in the plural, but the mizan is one. And he says that, so this is one interpretation now. One interpretation is that sometimes the plural can be used, but really the intended meaning is just the one. And he gives an example in the Quran of where this is intended. Ya ayyuhar rusul, ya ayyuhar rusul, Allah is addressing the messengers, ya ayyuhar rusul. But really he's addressing only one messenger. But addressing him in the in in the plural. So here the plural can be used intending only the singular. So upon this interpretation, it means that every servant only has one mizan in reality. There will just be one mizan, and every individual will have his own unique mizan. Every person has his own unique mizan by which. He will be weighed. And so Ibn Kathir, we have a narration from Ibn Kathir, that majority of the scholars are of the view that it is a single mizan. And the reason why it's mentioned in the plural is from the angle that multiple actions will be weighed on the same mizan. Likewise, we see uh, the same from Al-Hafid Ibn Hajar, likewise the same from uh, Al-Ulusi in his uh, tafsir, Ruhul Ma'ani. And uh, likewise, uh, we have all of them uh, explained the same meaning that there is a single mizan and every individual will have a single mizan unique to him by which multiple types of actions will be, will be weighed. This is one understanding of why the plural has been used. Uh, the second understanding 
is from uh, mentioned by Imam Ash-Shanqiti rahimahullah ta'ala and he says wanada'ul mawazin the ayah in the Quran wanada'ul mawazin we shall place and appoint the scales in the plural and likewise uh, the, the the sheikh says the plural has been mentioned and what is apparent from the Quran is that there are multiple scales for a single individual every single individual will have multiple scales and he continues and he says وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ this is Shankiti again that he who scales are light وَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ and he who scales are heavy he says that that which is ظاهر from the Quran is that a single person who acts he will have multiple scales of measure by which every category or type of his actions will be weighed. Right? So there are types of actions that will, that will be weighed by a different type of scale. So these are the two interpretations that, that, is found, uh, that, that are found amongst the ulama. Either there is one scale for every individual and all his different types of actions will be weighed, or there are multiple scales for each person by which different categories and types of his actions will be weighed. Different types of good deeds, different types of evil deeds. So these are the two interpretations. We come now to the issue of the uh, people of misguidance who deny and reject the uh, mizan. We mentioned earlier on that there are people who deny and reject the mizan, the scale, because their aql cannot accept. They, they can't understand uh, how can deeds be weighed, how can statements be weighed. So amongst them are the Mu'tazila, or in fact the majority of them are the Mu'tazila, uh, they say that there is no mizan, there is no scales, there is no accounting, there is no sirat, there is no, there is no uh, path, there is no hawd, there is no drinking pool, there is no shafa'ah. They deny all of these things on Yawm al-Qiyamah, all of these things, and they, may, and they explain them away. And so what they say is that every place in which Allah has mentioned al-mizan, what it really means is al-adl, is justice. It does not mean that there is a physical scale, it simply means that justice will be established. So in this way they explain away the belief in the mizan. And uh, we see that they give other explanations. They say that, uh, you know, that, that they say what is meant by mizan is perception, al-idraq, to actually perceive something. So for example, they say that the scale of colors is the, is the vision, is the eyes. What measures the colors? The eyes. The scale of sounds is the hearing. The hearing are scales, figuratively speaking, they are scales for the hearing. It hears sounds and it compares and weighs and measures sounds. And likewise, the tongue, the, you know, the, the taste, and likewise, this is how they explain all of the senses, the touch, right? So they say, really, al-mizan is just simply uh, perception. There's not, there's not something real physically there, which is, the, which is the scales. This is another way that they explain away the mizan. So either it is al-adal, justice, or they say it is simply perception of things. Not that there's an actual physical uh, scales which are which are present, and also the reason why they why they denied the scales is because they said, how can attributes be measured? How can your actions be measured? It's impossible because 
actions can only be found in individuals or things or, or bodies. So we can't understand this. How can the attributes of things be measured? A third angle from which they, they, they found or they, they, they began to deny the uh, scales. Now, the answer to this, uh, first and foremost, is that, first of all, we believe in what the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, and we see clearly that the scales are described as, as something real, and something that, that measures and informs of the measure, and uh, we finish by uh, mentioning five points or five reasons or five wisdoms behind why the belief or what is the reason for the belief in the, in, in the scales. There are five wisdoms or five reasons. The first one is to put the creation to trial, to test them by way of their iman, to see who is going to have iman in the, in the scales on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So clearly we can see there are amongst the Muslimin who believe and who submit, who believe in the scales. And there are those like the Mu'tazila and the Jahmiya and obviously that the kuffar in general, they deny the scales. So here now, this is a point of imtihan. This is the first hikmah, first wisdom behind the belief in the scales. The second reason is, the second reason is to make it a symbol, to make the scales to be a symbol of happiness or wretchedness on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The mizan, when everyone, when we read in the Qur'an, the, 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 the scales being mentioned, and we read the scrolls being given to the person in his right hand or his left hand, all of these are symbols to which is, uh, is attached either happiness, eternal happiness, or eternal wretchedness. This is a second hikmah, second wisdom. The third wisdom is that the servants will be informed by way of this, of the evil and the good. Whatever evil they've done, whatever good they've, they've done. In other words, they will be physically informed of the, of the measure of everything that they have done. The fourth reason is to establish the proof against them. The proof will be established against them. And the fifth wisdom is as, as a notification that Allah is adil, He is just. He does not wrong anybody in the least. Why? Because the deeds of a person have been established in the scrolls. The angels have written the scrolls. And they will, then they will then be weighed on top of that. There's another measure on top of that. This is a second level of measure. And then in fact, another measure is that a person will be his own accountant. He will, you know, he will be hasib of his own self as we see in, in, in the Qur'an. So three things will judge him. The angels writing the deeds that will be brought, he will not be able to deny that, then it will be weighed, and then even himself, he will be hasib, he will, you know, account his, his own self. So here it is, iqamatul hud, it, it is to inform that Allah is adil, he is just, does not wrong his servants in the least. These are the five reasons, or the, the five wisdoms, behind the belief in the mizan. And again you can see, that when a person believes in the mizan, it has a, a direct influence upon his iman. And that's why we keep saying that when these people like the, the, the Jahmiyyah, the Mu'tazila, the Ashairah, the Maturidiyah, when they deny something either from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
or like the Mu'tazila do from these affairs in the unseen, they deny the Mizan, they deny the, the Sirat, they deny the Hawd, then it means that a certain part of a servant's Iman is going to be eroded away. You can see that when a person believes in the Mizan, all of these wisdoms are behind it, and it is something that increases his, his Iman and his, and his faith. So this concludes our discussion of the Mizan. We'll conclude our discussion here today, inshallah ta'ala. And uh, Sheikh Saleh al-Suhaymi, he has a very brief explanation, but all of it, it actually overlaps, whatever the Sheikh says, it overlaps with everything that we've, that we've mentioned here. So rather than repeat the same thing twice, we've just taken you know, one explanation here. So with that, we conclude our lesson today, uh, and we, uh, we will continue, inshallah ta'ala, in the, in, the, in the next lesson with the belief in the hawd, the drinking pool, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa Sallallahu Ala Nabina Muhammad Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Ajma'een.